In this week's episode of the Security Token Show, we're talking about Coinbase making major moves, Addix, the largest security token exchange in the APAC region, getting into the Middle East and the MENA areas, as well as multiple new listings and products coming to market. You gotta check it out in another hot episode of the Security Token Show. Let's tap in. It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. to the Security Token Show, folks. We're your hosts. I'm Hurry Konings. This is Kyle Solon. We're here in Miami, ready to give you the latest and greatest of what's happening in tokenization. An amazing show lined up. Great to be here with you, Kyle, as always. Uh, but first, before we jump into the show, we do have to thank our sponsor, which, of course, this week we are continuing running our promo around Tokenize This, folks. Tokenize This is a three-day virtual event all around tokenization. It's going to be amazing. We've got over 30 speakers planned. Go check it out at summit.stm.co to register for free, and we hope to see you there. And with that, let's get into our top five. And kicking it off with article number five, we have Coinbase. As I talked about at the top here of the episode, they have been working on figuring out how to get involved in the real-world asset ecosystem for quite some time. They had acquired a broker-dealer, and they had really gotten everybody excited about that. We certainly covered that here on the show. And then they shut it down, presumably because it was just expensive and they didn't have any immediate plans to get involved but then they launched their own institutional blockchain and they have their own prime wallet solution that they've just come out with that is compatible with Web3 offerings and other institutional products. We certainly know that they do custody and they've custodied security tokens like BCAP in the past. So they have a lot of this infrastructure and everybody's just waiting for that final regulatory compliance piece, which unfortunately doesn't seem like it's happening any sooner with all their lawsuits with the SEC. But Coinbase seems like technologically that they're ready to go. Well, they've been uh, honing in on institutions for quite some time now. Now a dedicated prime wallet, as you pointed out, not just for general you know, purposes, but also designed for DAO management, NFT collections, and of course, RWA adoption. Uh, they're making huge moves, Coinbase. I'm starting to like what I'm seeing. Not to mention that another ETF for Bitcoin spot prices was filed just this week, and it also used Coinbase as their underlying custodian, just like pretty much every other one. So they're certainly dominating the market share with institutions on the ETF side. Gotta love what they're up to. Moving on to number four, ADEX, a major leading uh, platform out of Singapore. They're one of the leading marketplaces. They've got licenses in Singapore and in, uh, Thailand, I believe, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and now they've announced that they're going even beyond uh, out of Asia and into MENA. That's the Middle East and North Africa, uh, which presumably means that they will likely need to get some new licenses uh, in order to operate. 
uh, as well as maybe they'll be you know raising some capital behind them. They've done a very good job raising over a hundred million behind them to date already. Uh, and of course, it, it's going to unite their vision, Kyle, of, of being able to bring cross-border capital together. Uh, that's now a whole new region that they're going to focus on and, and presumably take advantage of this global ecosystem that's digital uh, that they're building, Kyle. So great news out of Addicts. Not much more else uh, uh, that they mentioned on that, but uh, very exciting to see them expand. If you're unfamiliar with Addicts, they were formerly iStocks. I believe they were the first to graduate from the Monetary Authority of Singapore's regulatory sandbox way back in the day, maybe 2018 or so. And so they've been in this game for quite some time. They have over 80 deals live on their platform, ranging from funds where they started, LP interests, as well as pre-IPO equity and debt products that they've been working with in coordination with a bunch of the larger financial service providers and institutions, many of whom are actually on their cap table. And so moving into the MENA region makes a ton of sense. We've seen a lot of issuers coming out of that that area. We've also seen a lot of regulatory support, but not quite as much of that institutional infrastructure on the capital markets side. So it seems like a natural fit. They are they are definitely a, you know, we would call an exemplary within the industry. Now, Kyle, what's number three? Number three is a joint partnership agreement from a company, Clayton. They, the Clayton Foundation and their coordinating blockchain are a, a platform that does institutional level assets, and they have done two different partnerships, one with a familiar face around here, Security Token Advisors Success Network member Tokeny, one of the best and, and most compliant regulatory issuers, or issuing platforms, excuse me, in the European region. They've done certainly a lot of work with the government of Monaco. They've done a ton of work across the continent and have been super active in the industry, again, for quite some time, now working with the Clayton blockchain and their Foundation. Clayton's also working with a company called Crater. Crater, C-R-E-D-E-R, which does tokenized commodities, specifically physical gold. We've seen a lot of tokenized gold platforms. We know it's hard to track this commodity. It's certainly difficult to hold and store. So having another platform that's tracking and managing this asset is, uh, I think, makes a ton of sense, but it's also kind of comical because the gold bugs are usually the ones that don't love technology, and yet their asset is the one that sees the most adoption. Well, here we are, and actually as part of that organization also before this announcement, they had uh, Alicia, which is actually a real estate platform uh, that's supporting all this, so it looks like Clayton Kyle, they're building together on their little RWA uh, tokenization yeah. ecosystem, yeah. another blockchain on the block. Clayton is K-L-A-Y-T-N. That's right. That's right. Number two, folks, we got big news again out of Asia. This is Ant uh, Financial. Ant is a massive uh, fintech company, and actually they are announcing the Xan uh, platform, which is both KYC tools uh, as well as other tools to help support RWA tokenization. So this is a big deal. Uh, in fact, they already in the past launched their uh, Trustful, which is actually their trade finance platform, Kyle. But this uh, plans to expand node services, smart contract review, uh, and other services in order to be able to actually help with RWA ado adoption. Their first client being Hashkey. Uh, so excited to see this. this is big waves for sure. Uh, out of APAC here. Yeah, totally. Makes a ton of sense. Another huge player, this time not as much on the institutional banking side, but certainly financial services and one of the larger tech companies that is, is in the area, in the region, getting involved in tokenized real-world assets. 
And then the number one, our number one piece of news this week comes from the incredible team at DigiShares. Major shout out to Klaus Scanning and everybody on the team there as they have launched their Testing the Waters campaign for their very own Reg CF campaign. They are doing the whole nine yards with this and we want to give a huge shout out to their team. They are security token advisors, success network members. They're partners of ours that we've worked with on many different initiatives and we really want to support their team and, and are happy to see them eating their own dog food. We went through this process ourselves doing a crowdfund. We know the work that goes in to making that happen. So major shout out to DigiShares, who's already seen 10,000 in reservations towards their $25,000 goal before they can bring this crowdfund live. They've got 11 people signed up already in just the initial launch, and they're raising according to their profile on the Republic page at a $50 million pre-money valuation, which feels fair for a company that's doing some amazing things in the space and has been around for quite some time. The actual launch date is, I think, still TBD. They have to file their Form C before we get additional information on the raise, but until then, major shout out to DigiShares. Yeah, that's great stuff. We always love it when folks eat their own dog food in this space, and DigiShares, a leading issuance platform, presumably is going to end up tokenizing their own offering here uh, on Republic that they're doing as a Reg CF. So that means anybody can invest, folks. So go check it out. Very cool stuff. And speaking of Success Network members, uh, let's go get over to those updates. Hello and welcome back to the STA Success Network part of the show. We have two member updates this week, starting with iComply, who just launched their patent licensing program for global payments and settlement. Filed on July 18, 2018, this patent was the first to cover the key technology behind the industry's issuance and trading of regulatory compliance security tokens, central bank uh, digital currencies or CBDCs, NFTs, and stablecoins. Now next, we have DigiShares, who just announced their Reg CF crowdfund, which will be hosted on Republic. Their raise will launch on September 26th, but before that, they will have a Testing the Waters campaign where anyone can sign up to secure their participation. And speaking of their crowdfund, we'll be hosting a webinar for the Success Network members to dive into DigiShares, what they do as a tokenization platform, and how you can get a piece of their company. This will be hosted on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern for both STA Insights and Professional Plan members. Remember, for the STA Insights plan, you get the newsletter and access to all of these exciting events for just $9 a month. That's all for me. Let's see what Peter Gaffney has in store for in the institutional updates. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. Some interesting developments coming out of the incumbents this past week. So I'd like to start with Northern Trust, a very well-known securities custodian and asset servicer who recently announced the completion of its first stage towards an industry-wide voluntary carbon credit ecosystem really focused on institutional buyers. Northern Trust is not alone in this mission as digital broker-dealer and alternative trading system Rialto Markets actually comes to mind with its Q1 partnership with Rubicon Carbon, who's backed by TPG. But I'm hearing a lot of chatter about ESG applications via blockchain, as blockchain infrastructure is more or less kind of made for this stuff, right? And carbon credits uh, are just one resulting product sample. We'll be very curious to hear how some of the world's largest infrastructure managers and commercial real estate developers alike end up making use uh, of blockchain to stamp their ESG processes and compliance on-chain as mandates continue to kind of shift in that direction. So something to keep an eye on, potentially, a tailwind right there. 
We are now also getting into a nice crossover with asset tokenization and existing crypto investors through one of the premier digital asset players in the world, Coinbase. So the firm launched its Coinbase Prime Web3 wallet this past week uh, with the intention of facilitating institutional connectivity to real-world assets, among other themes, as an open ecosystem network primarily. That's their whole mission, right? So things may be moving a bit more, a bit quicker than they seem in regards to Coinbase and tokenization with this update, uh, which has tremendous opportunity to really penetrate the coveted institutional digital asset buyer market with regards to tokenized offerings. We got to figure out where the buyers are, tokenize products, and feasibly issue them and find placement. So what I also find very cool is that JP Morgan is projecting $20 million in savings through its blockchain-based repo network for the duration of 2023, with an estimated $750 billion in collective blockchain repo transactions. That puts this $20 million at around 25 basis points in savings. Given some asymmetry in the transaction data and projections at this point, I'd like to estimate anywhere from 15 to 30 basis points in repo transaction savings with JP Morgan's Onyx solution, which is, of course, no small matter when dealing with a multi-trillion dollar daily transaction segment that is repos. So that's $3 billion in daily savings with the full industry capture at that $2 trillion daily mark. Simply can't ignore that at the full potential. So that's all for me for this week. Hope everyone enjoyed the intel. Check out what Sam Sachs is looking at in the general markets next. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has catapulted on the week to $17.512 billion on the back of a negra group, which has pumped over 3% on the week on its own. A negra still controls the majority of total trading market cap of the total industry, so returns can be skewed depending on the price action. We have good news coming out of Coinbase, the crypto exchange, as it's confirmed its decision to integrate layer two payment protocol, Lightning Network, as users seek faster and cheaper Bitcoin transactions. Lightning Network was created to help solve Bitcoin scalability problems and to compete against newer cryptocurrency projects that promise both comparatively faster and cheaper transactions. Up until recently, however, Major crypto exchanges, including both Coinbase and Binance, had no intent to adopt the Layer 2 solution, as many community members argued that Lightning Network integration offered fewer incentives for exchanges' income. However, following Jack Dorsey's comments on Twitter, who is the former founder of Twitter and also the CEO of Block, Armstrong quickly got to work, and the platform has integrated this technology. This is certainly an exciting development, and so hopefully some of these positive developments can catapult crypto back into the limelight once again. It has been well over a year and a half into this crypto bear market, and we are starting to see, however so subtle, some signs that potentially a reversal is coming down the pike. With that being said, it is important to note that the majority of crypto investors are both millennials or people younger, not so many of the boomers and older. And in this current market, excess cash flow is harder to come by, which is resulting in less flows from retail. We are desperately in need of an ETF approval, but hopefully we'll see better news on that later in the year. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and we will see you next Monday. 
episode 206 is coming to a close here, but before we wanted to sign off, I did want to give a shout out to a couple of companies of the week. Herwig, you and I pick these companies every week. We give a, a an award out at the end of the year for the company of the year. And so it was important to, to highlight some companies that, that either got recognized in our top five or throughout the program, or in my case this week, Herwig, it was somebody that didn't quite make the cut, but I thought it was interesting enough that I just wanted to bring it to the table. Well, we didn't hear about them on the show yet, uh, but tell us, who is your company of the week then? My company of the week is a company called Dictador. And if you're unfamiliar, they are a liquor company. They have one of the largest antique rum collections, I guess you can say, 35 to 40-year-old rum. They say it's one of the most valuable portfolios of this asset class. And they're actually going to be bringing a security token to market. They've done a DAO issuance before. They've actually also worked with NFTs. So this is a company that's familiar with the Web3 economy. And they are going to be taking 60,000 liters of this rum, and they are going to be tokenizing that. And according to the article that we were able to find, they are going to be working with the Warsaw Stock Exchange on this initiative. The reason they didn't quite make the cut is that in that article from Ledger Insights, we couldn't confirm if the Warsaw Exchange was actually in collaboration yet or if that was a plan, something. We were just not quite fully able to connect those dots. But I think it's really cool that they're bringing in another tokenized whiskey product to market. We saw whiskey funds in the past have had some success. There was one other piece, Herwig, that I thought was interesting, is that the CEO of this company oh. is actually an artificial intelligence robot named Mika. They have a physical wow. robot that then has AI programmed inside of it and presumably is making chief executive officer decisions for the company. Who knows if there's maybe somebody else that's prompting that AI to get the decisions to be made. How that organizational structure works, I don't have quite an idea, but I thought it was fun enough and, and interesting. So for that reason, I think Dictador gets my company of the week for, for pushing the boundaries of, of uh, what's expected of a, of a company. I'll say, if you've ever heard that it's 2023, you can now go invest in rum, be a tokenized offering of a company that is run by an AI robot. Wow. Heard it here first, folks. Gotta love it. Well, that's tough to top, but I gotta give my company of the week, Kyle, over to DigiShares, of course. They are one of the uh, leading platforms when it comes to tokenization. We love to see that, and the fact that they are, again, eating their own dog food, the fact that they're doing a Reg CF, uh, and they are not a native U.S. company, by the way, just shows how forward-thinking they are globally. Uh, and they're doing it in partnership with Republic, which we've seen Republic make a lot of big moves lately in the tokenization space. So I'm really excited. It's always great to see offerings like this do well because it's a good sign for the health of the industry. So I do encourage everybody to go check it out, even though this show is not financial advice or, or any other kind of advice, really, other than trying to fill you in on what's going on. Uh, but in this case, DigiShares for everything, for being a Success Network member, for everything you're doing for the space, for all the education events that we've been able to do together. It just struck close to home, Kyle. I had to give it uh, my company of the week. Congratulations to DigiShares and Dictador for winning this week. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a like, comment on the video, let us know your thoughts on what's going on. Subscribe if you really appreciate what we do every week. We've been doing this for hundreds of episodes and barely ever take a week off, even accommodating for travel and everything like that. We are committed to this industry. We really appreciate everybody that tunes in and shows support. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn or Twitter or anywhere else that you uh, get your news. And while you're waiting, 
wait until next Monday for our next episode. Check out stm.co. That's where you can get all the latest news. That's where you can get all the latest trading insights and a whole lot more uh, anytime you want. And with that, I hope to catch you next week. Happy tokenizing. Thank you.